0: My Seven Chakras, episode 132.
1: Forgiveness is the fragrance the violet sheds on the heel that has crushed it. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? Could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 chocolates, and now
0: your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up Action Tribe? AJ here and you are listening to My 7 Chakras. Not 6, not 8, but 7 Chakras. Just like there are 7 days in a week, 7 notes in music and 7 colors in the rainbow, we have 7 main energy centers within the body and our focus is to find you ways, techniques and strategies to heal, unblock and nourish your chakras so that you can achieve a human revolution in mind, body and spirit. The reason why I named the show My 7 Chakras is because I don't want to go on this journey all alone. I want you to wake up every morning morning, look at the mirror and say my seven chakras and feel the energy surge through your body as you realize that you are powerful beyond measure. Action Tribe, I've been nursing a bad toothache since morning. So if I sound a bit different, please excuse me. We have a spectacular episode in store for you today. But before that, I have just one question to ask you. Who is that one person you are grateful for today? I repeat, who is that one person that you are grateful for today? So give me your response over social, whether you're using Twitter, Facebook or Instagram, use the hashtag my seven chakras so I can find you and let the universe know who is that one person that you are grateful for today. And with that, my beautiful listeners, we are now ready to welcome our featured guest for today, Marla Martinson. So Marla, are you ready to inspire?
1: I'm ready to inspire, AJ.
0: Awesome. So born in Tacoma, Washington, the city of destiny, Marla was destined to move to Los Angeles where she shoots her arrow of love on a daily basis as a professional matchmaker, helping countless couples connect with their soulmates. Like any self-respecting new age Angelino, Marla works out religiously, imbibes green juice, practices yoga, is vegan, recites affirmations and employs the law of attraction to help manifest her dreams. Yet a frantic search for a discarded Buddha statuette that her adoring husband suddenly can't live without sends Marla through the door of the imagined center and into. A spiritual sojourn that changes everything. Drawn by mystical energy, she convinces her willing but skeptical friend Julie to join her in some classes on attracting abundance. Soon, the charismatic goddess Tahida schools them in all Things mystical. So Mala, that was a short glimpse into your life, but take about a minute and tell us more about yourself.
1: Yes. Well, like you, AJ, I am a Gemini. That should say it no. all, right? I have <laughs> <laughs> I have so many interests. My husband asked me if I want to go to the moon too. I need an extra 24 hours in the day. So I play Cupid by day and cosmic energy healer by night. Besides being a matchmaker, I'm a Reiki master, a crystal healer, and that brings me great joy. I am on the healing team here on Los Angeles, at that the place that you mentioned, the Imagine Center, and I spend a lot of my free time going to workshops and classes and lectures on spiritual themes and different modalities. And I'm also an author. I just wrote my fifth book, my latest memoir, "The Buddha Made Me Do It: Field Guide to Enlightenment." And uh, I'm also a YouTuber. I'm passionate about animals. I lead a vegan lifestyle, and. Uh, You know, I could go on and on, but that's a little glimpse.
0: Awesome. So I'm not sure about the moon, but thanks to people (laughs) like Elon Musk, you might just be able to go to Mars sometime soon. I might do it. So thanks a lot for that wonderful intro. Now, the first few minutes of every episode is dedicated to inspiration so that we're able to get into a space of awareness and learning. So Marla, what is your favorite inspirational quote? And also tell Action Tribe how you apply this quote in your life.
1: Well, I love the quote by Mark Twain, forgiveness is the fragrance, the violet sheds on the heel that has crushed it. And I think having a short memory is key, not holding grudges. And especially when you've been married a long time, if you have an argument, you just kind of forgive and forget and move on. And I think that's helped me a lot.
0: So forgiveness, forgiveness, forgiveness. I think that's really powerful because I think what research and study has found that forgiveness not only helps the situation, but it also has a healing effect on yourself. Is that correct?
1: Yes, absolutely. I know holding anger and resentment can cause disease and heart attacks and, you know, stress can cause death. So we definitely want to forgive.
0: Beautiful. So Marla, what inspired you to write your book, The Buddha Made Me Do It?
1: Well, The Buddha Made Me Do It is... is it's funny because I didn't know that I was going to be writing a fifth book. I've, the first two books were on dating advice, and then the other uh, two memoirs were about my life as a matchmaker. And my friend Julie, she is ghostwriter for celebrities. So she has kind of a stressful job because uh, those editors and, and that life, you know, that job can kind of be demanding. And she says, Hey, uh, why don't we do something fun and write a book together about our spiritual journey? Because we were delving into all of these classes and modalities. And we did some pretty far out stuff. And originally, Julie and I started writing this book together. And she dropped out, I I started writing my first chapter, I was on to my second. And I'm like, Hey, Julie, where's your chapter? And and she says, You know what, I just have too much going on, I can't do it. But she was gracious enough to let me put her in the book. So she's in it as a character. But I did the book alone. And it was AJ, it was the most fun book to do. I it was just it was like divinely brought to me. Um, Thank God Julie had this idea. Because I've read the book like five times myself because it's like, it's so funny. I crack myself up. I mean, some of the things I did and uh, it's just, it's nice to have. And and I love the genre of memoir because they're true stories. And yeah, I'm really excited about this book.
0: Wonderful. So what's really interesting is the fact that you didn't know that you were going to write the fifth book, which I hear so many of our guests share. And this seems really, really mystical, as you put it. Your friend, Julie, who has a stressful job, asked you, why don't we start a book on our spiritual journey? Because sometimes many people have these wondrous quests and adventures and just writing something down will allow other people around the world to be a part or partake in that quest. And as you mentioned, doing things. Things together is always more fun, right?
1: Oh, we had so much fun! Oh my goodness! And I'd say, oh, let's go to to a class on learning how to use a pendulum, and then say, okay, let's go see a psychic. Let's go to a psychic fair. Let's learn how to do candle magic. And then we did some things on our own that we didn't do. I went on to become a crystal healer, certified, and I started getting certifications in different modalities. And she didn't want to do that, but uh, so we had fun together and separate. And then we'd get together and compare notes and say, what did you do? And and it it was a lot of fun. And we take people. I do take people along on my journey. I call, That's why I call it a field guide to enlightenment because it's people can try the things that I tried in the book.
0: Now you sort of hinted to this, but uh, my question is your job as a matchmaker can be pretty stressful, right? So what spiritual modality or modalities are currently your focus right now in addition to your job that sort of help you balance your day job?
1: Yeah, exactly. It's so funny because I was just talking to someone today who was saying, oh my gosh, you're a matchmaker. That is so fun. That's got to be so great (laughs) and it sounds fun and it looks fun and sometimes it is but like any job uh, it can be pretty stressful because my clients are the more affluent men who want to find a beautiful woman, you know, for marriage or long term relationships but they're pretty particular and they want what they want so um, sometimes I just want to tear my hair out, it's like I'm looking I'm looking and they're yelling at me And so I've started delving deeper into the spiritual practice which would be meditation, going to yoga uh, getting those energy uh, certifications and energy work. And I give myself, when I'm watching TV at night or laying in bed relaxing, I'll give myself Reiki, uh, sleep with my crystals. Um, and I find I'm so calm. I had a guy who was hot mad yesterday. He was kind of uh, going berserk. Um, He had just gotten out of a long marriage and now he's dating. Mm -hmm. He didn't want to be coached. The ego was in the way and he was yelling at me and I was just so calm. I'm like, yeah, okay, you know, have a nice weekend. And I was like, it it just helps me stay so balanced and not get upset as we can get upset with our jobs at
0: times. That is so true. I'm sure a lot of our listeners, depending on what type of job they're doing, they might experience a level of stress, anxiety or pressure. But it's so wonderful to note that you have the Practices of crystal healing as well as Reiki, which you give to yourself, which helps you to really calm down and respond to stimuli, external stimuli, in a much better way. So, Marla, what is crystal healing?
1: Basically, what I do is my modality. I'll have somebody come in on the on the table to get a healing session, and I'll do like an hour, and I will combine Reiki, which is energy work, call, calling you know, calling in that uh, universal life force energy that is coming through me, and then I'll use crystals. So, different crystals that will apply to the chakras too so you'll have maybe a carnelian for the root chakra uh, some green or pink stones for the heart blue for the throat um and we'll balance out the chakras and I love working with these beautiful stones because they actually all the stones uh, are transmitters of energy they have healing properties and when they're in our energy field they can uh, relate to us and help heal and clear out different things and then I clear energy so I'm using different tools I can use uh, singing bowls and feathers and rattles and clear stagnant energy and get it moving because we want the energy flowing in our you know light body and the energy system and the, and the we want the chakras spinning all in the right direction too, because I'll check those with my pendulum and often someone's chakras will just be blocked. So we Mm -hmm. want to get those back and moving. So it's really nice and I'll use beautiful essential oils and some nice music and it's just a beautiful
0: experience. Wonderful. Now, based on your experience, what is so special about crystals? Because civilizations have been using them for thousands of years now, right?
1: Yeah, and it's interesting because as I was growing up and things, I'd see maybe a hippie wearing a crystal <laughs> or some crystals for sale somewhere. And I thought, oh, come on, what does that do? You know, I, didn't, I had no idea that crystals actually hold and transmit energy and can hold information. I mean, that's how we use clocks to work and, and computers, we use crystals, right? So you can read, you could Google or get a good crystal guide and, and learn about each crystal. It'll take me a lifetime to learn all of the properties of the crystals. But they're, and, and to me, it's just amazing that they're down inside, deep inside the earth and millions of years of pressure and heat and whatever's going on down there can just create these amazing beautiful structures of with different properties and colors I just find them absolutely incredible i'm I'm looking forward to when I can afford one of those big huge geodes that are cracked open you know like five thousand dollars <laughs> those beautiful mm-hmm. beautiful uh ones you know there's there's in all sizes and shapes and and i'm wearing them constantly now
0: wonderful so you say that crystals can Hold and transfer energy, and they can hold information as well. And it's sort of humbling to note that we sometimes let our egos surge so much, you know, we feel so important. But if you really look at it in the grand scheme of things, we are here on this earth for such a short period of time, but crystals have been there for millions of years. So they are the real residents of the earth, right? Oh,
1: (laughs) yes. They're the real red. That's right. We're just transient. They're here till the end.
0: Wonderful. (laughs) So currently, what is your favorite crystal and why?
1: Oh, my goodness. Yes, I have. I do like um, selenite, which is like a white, white whitish, translucent stone. And that's very angelic. I love to work with the angelic realm. And it also, I have a selenite wand that I use to clear out energy. Um, I also like rose quartz, which I love to use with the heart chakra since I'm a matchmaker. And that's very good Mm. for self-love if you want to bring love into your life or have more self-love and self-esteem, wear some rose quartz. And uh, I like carnelian, that beautiful deep orange and red with a little pink in it. The Roman soldiers used to put that in their breastplates when they'd go to battle um, for protection. And it's also a great stone for speakers if you want to uh, do some speaking. And then, of course, for to bring in abundance, you want to use the citrine. Citrine is called the merchant stone. And you can put that in your cash register by your computer in your pocket to bring in abundance
0: and new business. Wonderful. So let me ask you a question. I have rose quartz and I love that crystal. It's amazing. I have labradorite as well.
1: Oh, I love that. I'm wearing labradorite earrings right now. <laughs> oh,
0: really? It's amazing. I have two stones. I gave one of that to my sister and I'm having the other one. It's it's really powerful and it's beautiful because uh, I'm not sure if you heard this story, but as, uh, you know, the legend goes that labradorite thousands of years back, the Inuits seem to have lost the Northern Lights or the Aurora Borealis. They just disappeared from the sky and everyone's wondering what happened to these lights and so they send their bravest and strongest warrior out to find these lights and it seems like uh, years months you know pass by and there's no hope you know because this warrior cannot find the lights and lo and behold he finds at a distance in the snow some light glimmering and, and you know shining but it's on the ground and he goes there and it's captured within a rock and so he takes a sword and he breaks that rock and the lights escape back into the sky and a piece of the rock is with him and that's labradorite
1: ah oh. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's from Labrador, Canada, originally, and it helps us uh, mm. access the higher realms. And I must say, probably, actually, my favorite stone. I forgot about this. It's an extraterrestrial stone called Moldavite. Oh. It's Moldavite. Uh, about 15 million years ago, came down to Earth in a what do you call it? The fall to Earth. The, the you know the big pieces of rock that fall to the Earth. You know the asteroids. Asteroid, like an asteroid type of, and hit the Earth and the area of the Czech Republic, and that's where. And it's a translucent green stone, and oh. it's very magical. So I've got a little piece of that. It's quite expensive because there's not mm, this sure. infinite, um, you know, amount.
0: So what stone sh- or what crystal should I get next based on the crystals that I have right now?
1: Yeah, try a mold, a piece of moldavite. That would be fantastic.
0: Awesome. I'm noting that down. Now let's take a few steps back here. What is your definition of the chakras?
1: Oh well, chakras swirling energy, just like you say in your. <laughs> I love how you say it um, in the intro there. Yeah. Um Yeah, the energy 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 centers uh, of the body that actually pull in the life force energy because we are only animated because of uh, the energy from the universe. Um, That's what makes a difference between a live body and a dead body. I mean, I always explain, you know, I kind of make the analogy, what makes your heart beat? How is it just beating all by itself? What makes you be able to breathe? It's that you don't even have to think about it. It's the life force energy, and that's what the chakras are bringing into the body. So we, and you know, swirling and hopefully going in the right direction, and
0: yeah. Yeah, wonderful. Now, the picture that you painted of crystal healing is beautiful. And I'm sure many of our listeners who are wanting to try it for a first time want to know more. So could you give us a deeper understanding of what happens during a crystal healing session?
1: Yes, well, I'll, you know, they'll be laying on the table. So actually, anywhere you are, and I'm sure in your city, you can find someone who does this. So I would suggest to go try it because it's very relaxing. Beautiful. So you may have, uh, there's been different a lot. Mostly, though, people will do some energy healing with it. Um, when I first started out, I would just use the crystals and then I would clear energy and get the chakras moving. And then once I started uh, adding the Reiki, I would do that. But you'll be on a table, fully clothed, maybe in yoga pants or whatever, and the practitioner will assess your energy, maybe with a pendulum or by scanning with the hands, and uh, maybe listening to connecting with the guides. You always and we don't work alone because it's not. I don't say it's not me who's doing it. The- healing. It's uh, the universe coming, the energy coming through me. I'm just a vessel. And I will call in my angels and my guides. You always want them for protection. And they're maybe working with you. I like to call in St. Charbel, who is a a Lebanese Catholic saint, who is a healer and, Mm. and, you know, call in my special angels and guides of mine. And then you want to connect with with your clients. I'll connect with my clients' guides. I'll say, you know, please come in. And uh, they'll have the crystals placed around the body or on the body. And then I will sometimes even move them or add more or take some away. And uh, then do they infuse them with Reiki and clear the energy. So... That's about it. I mean, it's usually people and a lot of people can feel the buzzing. They can feel the energy. Wow. Some people can't. You know, some people just totally relax. Some people fall asleep. But it's it's a wonderful thing to do. It's it's like you go to the gym, you uh, maybe get a manicure and pedicure, you take care of your body. But sometimes we forget about our energy and the energy field and our the spiritual aspect to take care of as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I think uh, a couple of sessions back, one of our guests shared that, you know, a lot of people focus on changing the physical body. to change the energy when in reality they should be changing the energy blueprint and automatically the physical you know, body changes itself.
1: Yes, and eating well is very important because the what we put in our bodies is mm. um, raises the vibration. So I don't eat any animals or animal products because we've got to think about how those animals are treated in our society now in factory farms. The energy, the pain, the suffering, the agony—you're taking that into your body, your your DNA and your and your body. And look what's happening on the planet now the, the chaos and the anger. So we've got to realize that energy—we're all connected and the energy that we bring and that we take in and that we're a part of does matter.
0: In fact, I wish you could come on for another episode because you're know you a vegan and so many of my friends and people who I know want to turn vegan but there are so many things around that, right? How do you become vegan? What do you do? How do you stay vegan? Because that's also a challenge. But for now, how did you first get exposed to crystal healing? What is that story?
1: If you read my book, the first chapter explains about how I set off on this journey. Like you had said, in my intro about this Buddha, this statuette of this Buddha. Mm-hmm. My husband and I had moved into a new house and I was clearing out some things and purging and I got rid of this Buddha that somebody, had this little uh, wooden Buddha that somebody had given me. I don't know why I got rid of it. I was just trying to purge it. Uh, wouldn't you know, my husband never asked about it until I got rid of it. So I was mm-hmm. I was not gonna admit that I gave it away, right? Because I thought, I'm not having an argument. I said, oh, it's probably packed in the garage. I'm sure I'll find it, no worries. So <laughs> I get in my car and I start hustling and all over town to all these metaphysical shops looking for a Buddha to replace it. I also went to the Goodwill where I dropped dropped it off to try to buy it back, but it wasn't there. Mm. So for a week, I was looking for a darn Buddha because he kept asking, have you found it yet? Have you found it yet? I'm like, I'm sure it's in the garage somewhere. I'm looking. So I end up walking into the Imagine Center uh, in Tarzana here in the San Fernando Valley, Los Angeles, looking for a Buddha. They didn't have any Buddhas, but they had a flyer that offered, uh, advertised some classes and Julie and I called Julie. I said, Hey, they've got these classes, $15 a piece. We can create abundance. We can learn how to connect to our guides. So Julie and I started taking classes there and the owner got us to heat. It was just amazing. And we said, we'll take anything she teaches. One of the classes was crystal healing and it was a six or eight week course. And while I was in there, I found out I could get certified as a crystal healer. So I said, I'm going to, I said, this sounds fantastic. I love it. I'm going to do it. And I'd always dreamed of doing something like this, but never thought how, you know, I'd see I'd go to different healers. And I thought, gosh, I wish I could do that. And now I'm doing it. I can't believe it. So it was that Buddha. I thank that little Buddha statuette that I felt the need to purge that brought me to this whole two-year accelerated spiritual journey.
0: Wonderful. And I think someone said that teaching is the best way to learn, right? Because once you get certified, you're on a different level of learning. And every time you teach somebody new or you have a new student, you're basically articulating the thoughts and concepts in your mind and thereby learning them even better.
1: That's true. That's true. And uh, talking about it and telling people about it, yes, because you've got to g- kind of delve deeper and, and get those answers. Yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: So let's say someone listening to this episode right now is really excited, wants to build some momentum. What advice do you have for someone who wants to choose their very first crystal?
1: Oh, you know, just go to like a metaphysical shop where they have a lot of crystals, a crystal store, or whatever. They're all over the place now. And okay. take a look. Just look around and see which ones kind of call to you, what you like the look of, and then pick one. Up. Up and hold it and see how it feels to you, see the energy um and I would say just you could really pick one that you think is pretty because they're all they all have different properties, and they're all fabulous, and there's different sizes, so something'll fit your budget and and your the space that you have and I went a little bit crazy, and I'm like on a crystal you know hiatus right now. In- <laughs> <laughs> I have so many here, but you know, it's like I could open my own shop. I mean, I don't have that many, but I do have a lot. And then there's this crystal, I guess, in Tucson, Arizona, every every year, there's a crystal conference or something, a big where you can get it wholesale. I haven't been there yet, but you can always Google, you can find them online. However, I prefer to buy my crystals in person so that I can kind of hold them and see see how they mm. feel.
0: Yeah. Wonderful. So there you go, Action Tribe. Go to the store, go to the shop, because when you're there, when you're amidst all these amazing energies, you will realize that many times you don't choose the crystal, the crystal chooses you. And to access the show notes for today's episode, visit my 7 forward slash 132. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 132. I am a slow walker, but I never walk back. This is a powerful quote by Abraham Lincoln. Action Tribe, the message is crystal clear here. As you walk on your journey towards transformation, sometimes you might feel like no one is watching your steps. You might feel like your progress is real slow. You might also feel like you're not grasping the ideas or concepts like other people. You might feel like everything and everyone is pointing fingers at the decisions that you're taking during this spectacular journey that you are on right now. During such a time, remember the powerful words of Abraham Lincoln because no matter what What? You never walk back. So, Marla... Talk to us about a time when you faced a major challenge. Firstly, how did you approach it? And then how did you go through it or get through it?
1: Oh, yes. Well, it was in 2009 when I had been at a job uh, for a matchmaking company for about seven years. And it was a good job. I had a good salary, insurance and everything. And I had a clash with my boss. And it was something where it had been building. And I felt my back was up against the wall. And I ended up walking out. And we were in the middle of a recession. I hardly had any money in the bank. And I had to come home and face my husband, who was standing in the doorway, furious. And I I was freaking out. And I but I said, you know, I've got to stay calm. I didn't know what I was going to do. But I actually, I think you might a- ask me about a book that, you know, I would recommend, right? So I'll give you one of them right now. I grabbed this book called No More Mondays by Dan Miller. And I took that book to bed with me every night. And I read it over and over again. And he teaches people how to leave your J-O-B, just over broke, Mm -hmm. you know, your job and become an entrepreneur or a solopreneur. And he gives so many great ideas. And I just, um, it, it was a scary time, but I just, tried to stay as calm as I could, uh, enjoy the time that I had off, and then um, read this book, meditate, and attract a new opportunity into my life. And I ended up opening my own matchmaking business in 2010, which I never intended to do, but it, it ended up happening that way. And I can tell you, it, it's I make more money now working for myself at my home office, dressed in my yoga pants, sometimes even <laughs> my bikini, because I'm here in Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I couldn't be happier. So sometimes that old saying, one door closes, another one opens. And a friend of mine said to me, Marla, the universe had to literally pry you out of that job that you had to open up a new path and a new life for you and that was so true because I was afraid to leave that job but when I had to do it Mm -hmm. I did it and it was the best thing that ever happened.
0: So based on your story for the benefit of action takers in just one sentence what is that one major life lesson that you'd like to share with our listeners?
1: I think you know we are stronger than we think we are and everything's going to be okay Uh, it's not going to be the end of the world sometimes I'll look forward I'll say if I'm lying on my deathbed or if I'm 90 is this what's happening right now really going to matter so So take things easy, don't uh, take things so seriously, because if we look back at uh, the past, things always worked out, right? So know that things will work out, keep your vibration up, keep your positivity, and stay calm.
0: So a couple of really inspiring points that you shared through your story, you shared that you had a great job, but then you had a clash with your boss, it was again in the middle of the recession, it was challenging times, and you decided to leave your job. It was looking, you know, at one angle, it might have been a very challenging point, But then you grabbed a book, which is No More Mondays by Dan Miller. And that book really transformed your perspective and the way you looked at a situation and allowed you in the process to attract something new. And I love that you, you know, share this with our listeners. You give our listeners this confidence that everything is going to be okay. So thanks a lot for sharing.
1: My pleasure.
0: So, Action Tribe, many of you are turning a new page. Many of you are starting a new chapter. Many of you are rejoining the race that you had once. As you resume your journey and as you get exposed to new ideas, you read new books, you go to different seminars, you learn new practices and new ways of living, you may ask yourself, how can I ever achieve such a massive transformation in myself and the community around me? You might feel sometimes overwhelmed and a bit sad. At such a moment, remember the powerful words of St. Francis of Assisi who said, start by doing what's necessary then do what is possible. And suddenly you are doing the impossible. So anything is impossible if you have your mind focused on it. And Marla, at this point, what is your life's calling?
1: Oh boy. Well, I think my life's calling is really just to be the best version of myself that I can be and to be happy. And that way I can serve my clients and help others, you know, through the healing, through the matchmaking. So I try to keep myself as healthy as I can. Um, Also my mother, I go visit her every three months in Seattle. She's, nobody's getting any younger here. Mm -hmm. So my most important thing is to keep myself healthy, making a good living, making a difference in people's lives and just, you know, living a really good life. So I think that's my calling right now.
0: That is awesome. So as you look back at your life, as you look back at the wonderful memories that you've had, was there ever a magical moment beyond which you knew that your life was going to change?
1: You know, a lot of things are magical. When I got my first book deal it was so magical. When I uh, met my dog Macy on the street corner five years ago, she's standing there. That was magical. And when I went to Paris last year and Barcelona, that was magical. I love to find the magic in everyday things. Um, so I wouldn't say, I mean, there's been some big highlights and excitement, but I think if we look for the magic in every day, we don't know how long we have. Uh, anything can happen. We step off the street corner. Uh, we could be taken out by a truck. Who knows? So I think if we can find some magic in every day, I think that's the way to go.
0: So there you go, Action Tribe. While you may have these major highlights or so these major moments that really transcend or change your life, take some time every day maybe at the end of the day to recognize those magical moments, those people who did these small things that really made you happier and really ensured that you could live another day, so to speak. So thanks a lot for inspiring us, Marla. And with that, we've reached the last round for today's show, the wisdom round, which is a rapid fire round that contains four questions. So that our listeners can take note and take action. Are you ready? I'm ready. Awesome. So what's the best advice that someone's ever given you?
1: Well, actually, there's two pieces of advice that I'd like to share. So I received these two pieces of advice, and I didn't apply them until later in life. So I do regret that, but at least I started doing it. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) the first one, when, when I was about 20 years old, and a woman friend of mine who was my mother's age told me to save my money. She said, Marla, save your money, because we think we've got all the time in the world, and we're not saving our money, and we'll need it. We could need, we need some money for later. We just do. So I'm glad I'm doing that now. The second piece of advice, because I tend to be a big mouth, I mean, I would just say whatever came into my head and it was, came from my ex-husband and he told me he was French and he told me a French saying, he said, we say, roll your tongue around in your mouth three times before speaking. (laughs) <laughs> because I would tend to put my foot in my mouth a lot. And I didn't listen to them then, but I've, I've learned that since. And especially owning your own business, you've really got to be careful of what you say. <laughs> so uh, I'm doing those two things now, and I think they're great advice.
0: So name a personal habit that you'd like to encourage our listeners to start doing.
1: Oh, well, a personal habit. Um, I think waking up happy and looking forward to the day. I love that. And I drink my green juice every single day, and I get some movement. I swim or I walk, or I go to the gym. And those things, uh, keeping ourselves healthy, I see in our culture, people dealing with obesity, dealing with so many illnesses and cancer and diabetes. And so much of this is preventable. And um, a great habit is to take care of this beautiful vessel that you're in. I mean, we've got this magical body, and there's so much that we want to do. So take care of it. Um, You have so many guests on talking about things that they can do. So all of these other podcasts can help people. But but we've got to take better, care of ourselves.
0: True. So how do you start your day? What is your morning ritual like?
1: I wish I could say, you know, I was like some guru that got up and meditated under a tree for like two hours, but (laughs) I do my meditation later. So I get up and uh, I turn on my computer, go cuddle with my dog and give her hugs and kisses, go make my breakfast and bring it in and start My work day um, at my computer, and uh, you know, I'll light a candle and put a little incense and things. But uh, I I get working right away, and then later I do my my workout and my meditation and all that. So I find that when I wake up, my brain is not quite awake yet. So I don't know how people meditate when they first get up because I'm still a little bit tired. So that doesn't work for me. I do it kind of backwards.
0: Got it. So, name a book that really has inspired you over the years. Well,
1: besides that book, No More Mondays, I love. this little red book by a woman called Florence Scovel Shin and it's called The Game of Life and How to Play It and I believe it was written in 1925 and someone gave me that book when I was 27 years old and it's basically a book on the law of attraction there's a lot of affirmations and how to bring anything you want into your life and the way since it was written in the 20s it's so interesting to read how she puts things, the language and the things that Mm. they didn't have back then and stuff but I still love it and she she wrote many books, Your Word is Your Wand, and some others. So I have, I think, about five or six books from her. I have them all. I've kept them all these years for over 30 years, and I still will refer to them. And it's just a simple little book you can put in your purse, and it's a great reference to if There's a lot of affirmations, which I love using affirmations.
0: Yeah, sometimes it's funny to note how language has changed over the years, even in the span of the last 60 years, with you know growth of technology and social media. Oh, yes,
1: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I'll give you one of hmm. her affirmations that I've used over the years it's I have a wonderful work in a wonderful way I give wonderful service for wonderful pay
0: oh that's that's powerful action drive to access today's show notes visit my 7 forward slash 132 that's my 7 forward slash 132 Samarla thank you for joining us today it was a phenomenal experience and before you go tell us one thing that you're grateful for and also tell us the best way we can find you
1: today I'm grateful for being on this show because as I've told you I'm one of your biggest fans so I'm so grateful that you had me on and grateful to the listeners for listening to this episode
0: awesome it was honored to have you on the show as well
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you and people can reach me at my website which is www.marlavmartinson.com and it's m-a-r-l-a-m-a-r-t-e-n-s-o-n.com and all my contact infos there my books and everything so i love to hear from readers i love to hear from listeners so feel free to contact me
0: so there you go action tribe if you want to learn more about marla's story because we couldn't go into the details today because as you know it's just one episode but there are so many more things that you can learn about reiki crystal healing about marla's book the buddha made me do it which i really recommend that you get it we'll have the link in the show notes as well but the website link that you need is marlamartinson.com and you can get to learn more. So, Marla, thank you so much for coming on our show, talking to us about the power of crystal healing and taking us one step closer to a human revolution.
1: Uh-huh. Thank you so much.
0: You are listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to
1: my, Chakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired and take action. Transform your life today.